I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. It's really great to see live Triskel returning to the Triskel, live music rather, <laughs> returning to the Triskel. And the Triskel actually also, of course, flew the flag for our classical musicians here in Cork during lockdown one as well. Now this week they're kicking things off on Friday with the Vanbrugh Quartet and Elmer had a chat with violinist Keith Pascoe. Keith, it's great to talk to you. It's a miserable Saturday morning in Cork and I know you're heading down to Triskel for a rehearsal, which is super exciting, isn't it? To be rehearsing live music for a concert. <laughs> Elmarie, lovely to hear you too. Um, yeah, it's very, it's an unusual occurrence, I have to say, because I think it's only the, the fifth concert of the whole year I've actually played in. So it's always fingers crossed. You never know if it's going to happen. And then I suppose... We are lucky, I suppose, being a string quartet and, you know, you'd know yourself, you're very, very vital at the moment to all of us. And I think we're quite lucky as a string quartet because I suppose we can be socially distanced, the four of us, and still make it work, Mm -hmm. you know, which is harder for an orchestra or impossible for a choir. So, you know, I I suppose we are on the lucky side of, of the horrible year that we're in. Yes. Now, I know it is easier for the Van Brugh to come together like this, all right. But at the same time, you did say this is basically around like the fifth concert of the entire year, which is unthinkable otherwise. And I know, like, I loved listening and tuning into your concerts that you played from home in the garden and everything. It was fantastic <laughs> in lockdown. Like, has it yeah. been, to use the, the figurative term, has it been like cutting off an arm for you? Or have you decided this is something I can park, I can practice the way myself, and have you turned to other things in the meantime? I think like everybody, it's been a time for introspection as well as kind of thinking about what other job could I possibly do if I didn't do this. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I'm talking radio presenting actually. It sounds like a really good idea. <laughs> Bring but, it um, on. Bring it on. No, but to be honest, there is a positive side to it. Yes, I looked into lots of repertoire myself and discovered really how much I love music, which, you know, I always assumed I did. <laughs> it's just I actually That's kind of really lucky. discovered. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I discovered I did actually love it, so which is quite a nice, you know, positive thing that's come out of it. So I learned lots of new repertoire, did silly things online and, and, and crazy commissions and things, and it was, it was great fun. It comes now that 2020 is a year that we would have been remembering in classical circles for it being the 250th anniversary of Beethoven's, and that kind of went nearly by the by as such, but right before the curtain comes down, boom, in you're there to do it. And it begins with this concert of two quartets next Saturday. Two really kind of happy, joyful 
quartets. I'm going to get you to tell us just a little bit about the two of them. Well, I suppose we're playing an early quartet, 18 number two, which is actually the first string quartet he ever wrote. And it's a, it's a fabulously uplifting piece. And in fact, it's so special because unlike Mozart and Haydn, he actually introduced the notion of silence into music, which is, we've all been experiencing quite a lot of silence this year, but, but he introduced it into his music, which is quite phenomenal. Uh, and you don't really notice unless you think about it, why is his music so effective? And you think, oh, he uses silence. It's not continuous music like you'd find in Haydn, Mozart, and other, others, of course. So we're playing this very first quartet he ever wrote in 1805, I think, I think off the top of my head. And then we're playing Over 74, which is a middle work, given a nickname, The Half, because it has this wonderful sort of pizzicato, plucked strings effect, which is really beautiful. Funnily enough, I've been reading his letters, and, and do you know what I recommend to any of your listeners if they've never read Beethoven's letters? In three volumes, translated by Emily Anderson, who was from Galway, and she's made the most wonderful translation of Beethoven's letters. It's like reading... Tolstoy or something. It's like right. it's like war and peace. It's 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 kind of going through history, and you can dip in and out. And it's uh, really recommend that as Christmas present for somebody. I never imagined there'd be a, a translation like that. I mean, I know that at the time that he was writing this first quartet, he was still a pupil of Haydn's himself at the time, wasn't he? Yes, he was. And strangely, he doesn't start writing his letters till his late twenties, and already he's encountering his problems with his hearing and his other ailments, which he was, you know, at that time, I suppose, you know, medicine wasn't like it is today. And um, so he was was definitely um, forging out, uh, unlike other classical composers, into making himself the composer, make that a a job itself, rather than relying on, on... working in, in, in palaces with, mm-hmm. with princes and, and like the like Haydn had to in Esterhazy and Mozart as well, who didn't really suit that at all. But um, he was definitely branching out on his own. Obviously, he had to make like, find lots of sponsors uh, via all the princes and the Lopkowitzes, lots of Russian names and, and Hungarian names you'll find in his letters. He's writing for money from them. And, and, and actually, he had them... You know, running around the block for him. He was just amazing if you read his letters. Very humorous and uh, big-hearted person, you can tell. You know, he, he wears his heart on his sleeve. Yeah. What is the name of that book of, of collected letters? And who who is the person again? Who- oh, yeah, Emily Anderson. She's such a, a well-respected figure in Galway. You know, the Galway music people know very much about her. And also, she translated Mozart's letters. She was quite amazing, really. But uh, the Beethoven letters, I do recommend. Can't put them down. Keith, it's so lovely talking to you. Yeah, and you too. Isn't it great? Isn't I'm, it great? Gra- I'm delighted that we have like a, a little book recommendation there, which sounds yeah. fascinating. <laughs> but a gorgeous concert to look forward to. Enjoy the rehearsals this afternoon. And we're going to listen to a tiny little clip of the quartet in G major next. Thanks, Elmery. Thank you. Yes, of course, Elmery and Keith both made a mistake. It's next Friday, isn't yes, it? Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> that concert with the Vanbra.